0: Sharon Maines has been a friendly face on Lubbock televisions for over four decades. After 27 years of anchoring KCBD's Daybreak Today, she's now retiring. What has it been like to share so many of Lubbock's stories? This is Listen in Lubbock. For Texas Tech Public Media, this is Listen in Lubbock. I'm your host, Sarah Self-Walbrick. KCBD's Daybreak Today anchor Sharon Mains is retiring after 27 years of leading that show. But that's just one desk she's anchored from in her career that has spanned across local news stations in over four decades. I have looked up to Sharon since I was a little Lubbock girl who dreamed of hosting the Today Show and I'm honored to have her in our studio today to reflect on her career. Sharon Maines, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So Sharon, I am a journalist now because I grew up watching people like you. Y'all taught me how important the news is and that you can and should learn something new every single day. What inspired you to get into
1: journalism? Actually, I came to tech as a math major. I was wanting to be a high school algebra teacher growing up. But I joined a sorority of Pi Phi, and we were at the chapter meeting one night, and one of the alums stood up to talk about what her major was, and she said communications. And I thought, huh, wonder what that is. Never even dreamed of doing that. I grew up watching Judy Jordan, Channel 4 in Dallas, but never thought about doing that, actually. And so I started looking into the communications and took buildings course at Tech, my very first course, and it just, I was hooked. I loved Bill and I, I loved everything about it and started just taking journalism courses.
0: While you were still a student, you started at your first news job. You started at Lubbock CBS affiliate when you were still in school at Texas Tech. So tell us a little bit more about what the local news industry was like
1: back then. Oh my gosh, it was so basic. There were just a few of us in the newsroom and I'd actually gotten hired at Channel 13 to write public service announcements. And I'd been there a couple weeks and volunteered to answer the phones one day at lunch. And the general manager walked through attorney on, and looked at me and left and came back. He said, who are you? And I said, well, Sharon Hibner, you know, I go to tech and I'm working in public service announcement department. And he said, what have you thought about being in the news department? I said, no. And the next week I was moved into the news department and so I started producing the shows writing which is really what I love to do is write and then I was the court reporter there were three or four of us in there and that was it and we all had beats to cover and I loved law and that type thing so I was the court reporter and produced the newscast and then one night they came in and said, well, we just fired the weather lady. We need you to do the weather. So I went out and I did the weather. and I was taking meteorology courses at Tech, so it really was perfect. Because it was so basic, I got to do everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoyed. I even would go out and, and run cameras sometimes in the breaks because we were short people in the production area. So I was so lucky because I just got to experience all of it and you know so i i just i it was i was in the right place at the right time i've always said that definitely i was 19 years old and Perfect. Right place at the right time.
0: You said writing is your favorite part of the job. What about that is so special to you?
1: I don't I just like to take the stories and I take great pride in my writing and trying to be very fair because uh, what we get fed a lot of times from network is very biased. And so I always will go through a story and I read it and then I read two or three sources and then I just put it all away and then I write it and, you know, make sure factually I have the correct information in it. I like to, it's fun to take 10 or 12 sentences and then condense them down to four. And I always try, the morning shows especially because they're a fast-paced show and people are, more people are listening than watching because they're getting ready for work or getting their kids ready for school. So, you know, it's more like radio headlines is what I always said, just, you know, quick and to the point and grab their attention and tell them what they need to know because there's so fluff that you lose you lose somebody after a little while and so you want to make sure you get the pertinent information and I just always enjoyed always enjoyed writing I'm a grammar nerd and that type thing
0: and we need people like that in all newsrooms so very valuable skills in the industry going back to your first job you know you said you got some experience with weather and behind the scenes but you were also the first woman TV news anchor in Lubbock. Um, I was astonished to learn that, um, to be honest, but tell us a little bit more about that distinction and
1: what it means to you to hold it. Right. I you know, I didn't think much about it at first. I did the weekends for just a couple of weekends, and then they put me on weeknights. So I actually did seven seven days a week. But I was going to school full time and working full time and didn't have a social life and didn't care about that. I just wanted to take advantage of what I had. So I never really thought much about that because not long after that, then the other stations started having women on the air Mm -hmm. periodically but i didn't think much about as far as the first female news anchor i never i never really thought much about it (laughs) honestly i just was you know i mean i don't i didn't care i was just doing doing a job
0: i think about you know my time in journalism school where we heard that this was not a very friendly industry for women for so long and i do think we've come a long way in that respect. There's still a long way to go, but um, the progress that we've seen feels monumental. And I very much admire you for being a part of that. You talked a little bit about some of the skills you learned and the way news used to be. Mm -hmm.
1: How has it changed? There's more news, obviously, and more opportunity to go out and cover stories. I think with the advent of 24-hour news and the cable news networks, things like that, I think that's when news really started changing because... They were having to fill all of that time. So, things that wouldn't necessarily have ever been covered, or someone in Lubbock, Texas wouldn't care about something that happened over here in New Jersey, all of a sudden became big news. Or stories that happen everywhere, you know, all of a sudden they became big stories because they just played it over and over and over again to fill those time slots. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think we see a lot more coverage of things that necessarily would have stayed isolated in their individual communities but now all of a sudden we hear about things. And and not that that's a bad thing at all. And some of it, you're like, okay, I'll I'll sit back sometimes go, well, that doesn't really affect my life. You know, let's talk about what's going on here and what we deal with here. But, and of course, you know, everything's breaking news. And I'm like, okay, we've been talking about this for a day. (laughs) You know, breaking news to me is within the last four to five hours, maybe overnight, but not, you know, something that happened yesterday, unless they're you know, and then it's not breaking to me; it's developing, and a lot of it's just the jargon that we use when we talk about it. You know, breaking, developing, continuing. You know that different networks use the more the exclusive word. I've never cared for because you know yeah we might get it but by the time we air it well somebody else has probably already gotten that interview but then they exclusively got it and i think that that confuses viewers and i think sometimes you even lose credibility mm-hmm. because uh, well they said they got it and but they have it so who do i believe type thing and so i've that's a word that i've always uh, just I shy away from I I won't say it.
0: I will agree with you on that one. We have to take a short break. When we come back, Sharon Maynes will tell us more about working the morning, or more accurately, the overnight shift. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Listen in Lubbock. I'm your host, Sarah Self-Wall Today, we're talking with KCBD's Sharon Mains, who's retiring after decades of service as a trusted journalist in Lubbock. For the past 27 years, Sharon has anchored Daybreak Today, the top-rated local morning show. Sharon, walk us through a typical day for you. What has your schedule
1: been like these past 27 years? <laughs> it has been a mixture of everything. I go to bed. I'm a night owl because for the first Half of my career, I did nighttime news. Uh, you know, I did the nine and ten, and then we raised two boys, so I'm I'm very much a night owl. So I still go to bed about ten o'clock at night, and I get up at 1.30 in the morning, and just take very little time getting myself ready, throw in some curlers, and then just head to the station, try to get there by two, and then I immediately, as soon as I get to work, I start writing. I produce half the show, meaning I write half of the show. I don't do the video editing, or I help choose my stories but I write half of my show so I pretty much sit down and I start writing at 2 o'clock in the morning and at about four fifteen, I start I have to do an Alexa recording that you know, goes on Alexa and I'll do that and then I write the headlines and then right now since we've transitioned to a new studio, we're still working out some logistics because Good Day Lubbock is also on the same frequency, so I, uh, ha- we have to record our Today Show cut-ins. So I get those recorded, then I go back in the newsroom, and then I tidy up anything that I haven't had a chance to write, and then you know, grab coffee, you know, fix my hair, my makeup, and head out to the studio. So um, I take very little time, self-care. <laughs> A lot of times it shows on the air, but, you know, that's not my priority is trying to get trying to get my stories written. You said choosing
0: stories in the morning. What are you looking for when you're picking what you want to share for the day?
1: I think, you know, I think morning TV is so different. And that's what I try to impress upon these new kids that are coming through, too. It's it's a different group of people watching it. Morning TV has become the, the show to watch because a lot at nighttime people are busy. They're busy with their families they are busy with the kids. And so the trending for years now, trending has been toward a morning TV show. I'm very aware that children are watching or the TV is turned on and kids are at home. I will not say words like sexual assault. I'll say assault. If we have to have that kind of a story, there are some stories you have to have. It is a news show. So you want good news mixed in with all of that and lighter news, but we still have to cover the news. But I'm very particular about what I say because I've always said, I don't want my kids or I don't want my granddaughters asking my son, Dad, what is that? And him having... Before they go to school to explain what something is. You do have to cover stories, but morning TV, they want lighter news. You know, all the research shows, they don't want to walk out the door depressed. You know, they want to walk out the door feeling good. So we definitely, at the end of the show, try to pack it more with the lighter news and fun, you know, fun stories or stories that had a great outcome, that type of thing. But I just, I think you have to, you have to, there's a fine line there, but I'm definitely very particular about words that are said and the way stories are delivered that may change you know i don't know but that's the way i've always i've always looked at it as a mom and what and grandma what i want my my kids and grandkids to hear on the air
0: i really appreciate that attention to detail daybreak today is not only the top morning show locally but it also draws one of the highest audience shares for a market like ours in the nation which is incredible to me what's the secret Why do you think so many people choose to start their day with you? Oh,
1: goodness. Well, I hope that they think that we're being fair. And Steve and I have been together him doing the weather he has been with me for I've been on 27 years on the morning show and he's been with me for about almost 25 of those years I had a few other weather guys mixed in there but it was it was pretty much the two of us and I think people just people in communities like this they feel like they know you and when they see you out or on the air and and we talk about our families because we can do it because it's it's more of a local feel and so I I don't know I just think that they you know we've just done so well here and the way the way that those numbers yeah it's not the masses of numbers to watch but it's the numbers of TV turned on that are watching us.
0: Through those years you've gotten to cover so many different stories I'm sure it's hard to pick just a few but tell us about a memorable moment that you've covered on Daybreak Today.
1: Okay, Daybreak Today, I was thinking, actually, when I started my career, the most memorable was I was standing right by the old UPI wire machine when Elvis Presley died. And the bells started going off in the newsroom, and the ticker tape started going and said, Elvis Presley died. And I grabbed the script and ran out on the set, and I said, get me on there. We've got it. You know, Elvis Presley died, and we have to talk about that. And so that was really big. Of course, on Daybreak Today, 9-11 obviously sticks out in my mind, you know the most of, of anything that we've ever covered. And the Today Show is actually an hour delay, and so I had actually gone home that morning because I, I took a an hour break in between shows, and I had gone home, and I got a call because I didn't. I didn't have the TV on. They said turn on the TV, and I did. And I was like, what am I looking at? When it was hitting, I thought, oh my gosh! So I I grabbed my stuff and went back to work. And as, as we finished watching it, and I was watching it, going, my goodness, you know. And then my brother actually was in the Pentagon when it happened, and several of his coworkers were killed. He had actually left the office and gone down to get some coffee. And when the plane hit his section of the Pentagon, you know. And so then I was having to deal. I went home and I I said I can't do the noon I need to I need to go home as it turned out we didn't do it anyway network took over for two or three days but I went home and sat by the phone because we couldn't get hold of him. And finally, he called me that evening, and you know, so I knew he was okay. But it was just the most surreal time. It, you know, and then for days, we went back to the station and stayed because we never knew if network would toss it to us. We, we assumed they wouldn't, but rightfully they needed to do 24-hour coverage because that's all anybody needed to see. So that probably, you know, that st- you know, still to this day sticks out.
0: Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Yeah. What about some other local news that you've covered through the years? Is there a particular event or story here in Lubbock that you're proud to have covered?
1: I've always enjoyed when people have come to town and I've gotten to meet people. I know when George Bush first ran for Congress, I actually, they came to Channel 13 and we did their commercials one night after after the news and he lost that election. But, you know, we stayed in, in touch through the years. But just, you know, the different people that I got to meet through the years is really neat. The stories I remember most were probably were big capital murder cases. Mm-hmm. And I still remember details, the people that did it, the people that were killed you know and I'm like why does that why does that resonate with me
0: I understand that especially my years at the avalanche journal you know I've read and covered some things that will stick with me for forever and unfortunately it is usually the sad or heavy stories Um, as much as I treasure the lighter stuff I've gotten to do it is the hard stuff that I think really sticks with you and weighs on you.
1: Right, it does. I I remember being at the Tech game. I think Kenny sang the national anthem at the game when the, the horse was killed, when the horse rounded yes. the track and yes. hit, hit, hit it, you know, and died. And I mean, that is just still this day that just haunts me because I was right there, you know, and we have, We just got really good seats because he sang the national anthem. So I, I got to see that happen. But it, it is, it's it's the harder news stories that we followed and maybe because we followed them longer or they were so emotional. And, I, and I'm a really emotional person so those things just touch my heart and I've you know a lot of those I mean I do I remember almost more than the happy stories which there are a lot of those as well but
0: yeah I think that says a lot about the type of people who go into journalism it's definitely a specific personality trait I guess that you have to be able to handle
1: and you almost have to remove you know yeah yeah. and I think well and photographers especially because they go out and you know we don't we try not to ever show blood or you know right. m- bad things on the air, but and especially in a morning show. But I think you know you have to remove the emotion from it, and you know and you don't want to get hardened to it. But after a while, you're like, that's what I that's the part of it I, I don't enjoy. But that stuff all gets edited, so I don't have to see it,
0: <laughs> which is a perk. Sharon, again, you shared Lubbock stories on air for nearly 50 years. What would you say you have learned about our city through that time?
1: They're just so many wonderful people, and there's so many wonderful stories. You know, you tend to have to report the not-so-good news, but there's there's so much good out there and so many good people. And I think people just really need to remember that and, and not focus on the bad and just realize that we're all alike. <laughs> we all, you know, we get up and put our shoes on the same way and brush our hair and that no one's any better than anybody else, you know. There's so much good out there and and I just wish more people, you know, would focus on that in their daily lives and, you know, and, and, and turn on the news and just see what, get what you have to get and then, but remember, there's a lot of good out there and look for that and realize that this is a great city. It really is. I still think it's it's a great community and it's just amazing the growth. and
0: It's incredible. I think about, you know, as someone else who I grew up here, just in my 29 years, I mean, this is a completely different oh, absolutely. city than oh, I yeah. grew up in, it feels like. And I mean that in a good way. Just absolutely. the growth and the opportunity. It's It's been incredible um, to get to be a part of. Oh, absolutely. I agree with you. We'll continue our conversation with KCBD's Sharon Mains after another quick break. Stick with us. You're tuned in to Listen in Lubbock. I'm Sarah Self Wallbrick. Local journalist Sharon Mains is retiring after an incredible career of over 45 years in Lubbock news. She's anchored KCBD's Daybreak Today for 27 years. So far in the show, we've talked about her professional life. I want to now switch gears and get a little bit more personal. Sharon, as you've mentioned, you're married to local musician Kenny Maynes. I'm not saying this just to flatter you, but as someone who grew up in Lubbock, I think of y'all as local celebrities. If you don't mind sharing, I'd like to hear about y'all's love story. How did y'all first get together, and what has y'all's life been like since?
1: It's been a whirlwind. <laughs> Actually the way we met, Kenny had gone on the road. He was playing nightclub act in Vegas, and had come back to Lubbock to rejoin his brothers and work with the Mains Brothers Band, and he had seen me do the news, and so he wanted wanted to meet when we had a mutual friend in radio so he would set up a place where we would meet well I would go and show up and then Kenny would, would never be there and I was like what <laughs> you know well because I think the guy he wanted to go out with me <laughs> and so anyway it, it really turned out and I thought well I'm gonna take this into my own hands so one night after the news I grabbed some people at Channel 13 and we all went to see them play at the old Red Raider Club and the Mains brothers were playing there that night so I went and Kenny came over and sat down to me and He said, I've been in love with you for years and sat down and that was it. And so, you know, we started dating and then we waited, I think it was nine to 10 months to get married, only because my dad uh, was an international vice president for the YMCA and traveled a lot. And the Maines brothers had their schedule. And so we had to make it work. You know, we didn't want to wait that long, but we did. And we had to make it fit into everybody's schedule. And so, and then we got married. Yeah. So it was just, it was pretty cool. That's was, a really yeah, sweet story. Really sweet. Obviously, you yeah. cannot
0: see, but I have big puppy dog eyes um, hearing how sweet and meant to be. It's sounds like y'all were made for each other. Tell us about some of the other things you've been involved with in Lubbock. I know you were on the Lubbock Cooper School Board for many years. Tell us about what else you've been up to.
1: I did that. You know, I've been able to be involved in different programs through my job. You know, when I was at one of the stations, I was involved with big brothers big sisters and then we always would feature you know kids during the week from there and we got to do things with meals on wheels and i always did the jerry lewis muscular dystrophy telethon kenny and i would do that we did the texas boys ranch telethon but then when you switch stations you know you can't Actually, continued to do that, so you had to had to leave that behind. But we still stayed involved with them as much as we could. And then, of course, Kenny, we're still supporters of them. But then, Kenny, you know, was able to uh, obviously go on and do that. But we were a host family for five Reese Air Force pilots back in the day when Reese was here, the best experience ever. And still three of the guys just retired as colonels and have continued to be, you know, they're still in our lives and we go to each other's kids' weddings and, you know, grandkids and that type of thing. So we've got to experience a lot because you know some of it was because of my job and some of it wasn't but we've gotten to be involved in in a lot of different things and that's what i look forward to in retirement being able to reconnect because we want to we want to start driving meals on wheels and we have some things we want to do first thing i have to you know, reacclimate myself to sleep because I sleep three and a half hours a night, you know, so I have to learn to sleep first and then I'm looking forward to getting back in the community and I want to, I want to volunteer at the animal shelter, you know, they're just things that that I'm I'm actually excited to be able to do because now working overnight, I'm just exhausted during the day and, you know, I work when most people are sleeping and then I go home and then I work, you know, (laughs) around the house and clean, you know, taking care of the house and our entire married life, it worked for us. You know, Kenny was so supportive of my job, and I worked weeknights, you know, initially, you know, Monday through Friday nights, and then he worked Friday and Saturday nights with the band. And so, but we were always home during the day, you know, for the most part. So, you know, we never had to have childcare, and we never had to do that with our kids, you know, until they started preschool. We were so blessed in that, and you didn't have to have a whole lot of money, you know, to live in Lubbock either. And then we had family here who would help. If uh, Friday nights, uh, my sister in law, Tina, she she, you know had Kim and Natalie and then she would watch the boys for me if I was working cuz the Maine's brothers would be out of town but other than that you know we were so fortunate you know we, we were like ships passing in the night quite often because our schedules were so opposite but it worked for us and, and it worked you know we have two fabulous boys and we're so thankful and you know that, that our lives were the way they were because we feel so blessed and, and are so proud of our kids you know so our our young men <laughs>
0: now. It sounds like y'all have had a beautiful life here in Lubbock. Mm-hmm. You've talked about a couple of different challenging things through the years, but what has been a challenging part of all of these experiences that you've shared with us?
1: You know, juggling schedules sometimes could be an issue because, you know, when you go to work at one thirty in the morning and you've got Children at home. So there were times that I would, the boys, you know, I would get them up and they would go to work with me and they would sleep underneath the set, you know, and, and sleep on the floor and sometimes pop their head up and I'm reading the news holding their head down so that they didn't look up. So schedules sometimes, not often, but you know, that could be an issue if the Mains brothers was out of town. Juggling emotions sometimes is a big one because. I let everything affect me. I'm very, I'm very emotional. And so I would let news stories affect me that maybe even someone else wouldn't affect. But I, you know, I would maybe know more of the details or I see things, you know, I drive to work in the middle of the night. And so I see a lot of homeless people walking up and down the streets. I also deal with the drunks driving home from bars. And so I'm swerving watching cars run red lights when i go to work in the middle of the night and thank god after all this time that i've you know never been involved in yeah. the collision it, the the easiest thing about working overnights is when the weather is bad and there's it's icy roads and snowy i'm then then those people all stay home and i'm the only person on the road so i can slip slide around and get to work and, and nobody knows it but you know probably schedules and emotions are the biggest things that i've had to had to juggle
0: yeah those are definitely challenges for me as well so i understand what about the most rewarding parts of your career
1: I think I'm not I'm a very humble humble person you know I mean it doesn't sound humbling to say it but I've never been one to lack recognition I just would just soon Sit in the background, and you know we would go out, and people would come up and say something to me, and I just sort of hide behind Kenny because he's on the stage and he's a performer, and I'm I'm in the studio with a camera now, ten cameras. (laughs) But it's a very different experience. But it's different. It's different. And when I speak publicly, I've never really been comfortable doing that. Even it's easy to talk about my job because I know my job. But you know, just to go off on some other tangent sometimes is not comfortable for me to do. But as far as the most rewarding, probably is the the people i've had the opportunity to meet and interview and come to the station and and do stories on or new notebooks and get to meet people from all you know all different facets of our community and then and then become friends with these people so probably you know that's the most rewarding part of it all and then the, the opportunities it's afforded me I was on the Cooper school board for 12 years and absolutely loved doing that and had other opportunities to be involved in organizations that have touched me in some way or put me in touch with someone else that ended up having an impact on my life so the the positives of course always are the rewarding and
0: That's usually outweigh the negatives. Uh, oh, always, Have always. to focus on the positive yes. always. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned the people that you've gotten to meet through the years. As you're getting ready to sign off for one last time, what's your message to them?
1: Oh, gosh. Just I appreciate all the people that have let us come into their homes and have, have just, you know, so many people feel like they know me and you know and, and they probably do in so many ways but it has just been overwhelming the people that have reached out to me and and the kids because I've always wanted to be a mentor and because I mean you know I could be just about everybody at that station's grandmother except for a few nighttime people that are older than me you know but I always joke I said you know you realize I could be your grandmother right now and they're like no but they've always made me feel like I'm one of them. And, you know, sometimes they'll go, oh, you know, that old lady. I say, how old was that lady? And they said, 55 miles. Okay, well, I'm older than that old lady, so (laughs) think about that, you know. But I've um, absolutely loved the people I work with. And then so many of them have gone on and done other things. Some stayed in the media. Some have gone into, you know, worked for other entities. And once they made the announcement or we made the announcement, I mean, I have— so many of them have reached out to me and just said the kindest things and told me stories that I didn't think, you know, I just tried to always treat people kindly and how I would be treated and, you know, and try to be more of a teacher and mentor. And it has been overwhelming to me. I mean, there's not a day go by that I'm not, I don't get emotional (laughs) from something and just knowing that that people cared enough and they're taking the time to reach out to me is very, very humbling.
0: I'm sure. Well, count me as another person who has looked up to you for many, many years. Sharon Maines is retiring after an incredibly successful career in Lubbock News. We thank her for her years of service to the community and wish her the best in this next season of life. You can find the web version of today's episode at ttupublicmedia.org. I'll include some links to Sharon's work there. Thanks so much for listening in.